0: Hi, and welcome to Reloscope, the Relationship Science Insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights, informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. I'm Marie Stella, your host from Melbourne, Australia. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. It is pretty well known that having a routine or daily ritual can give us a sense of control in terms of reducing stress and in turn, it supports our mental health. But what are couple routines? How do they work? Do they benefit said couple, and what's the science behind it? Today we're speaking to clinical psychologist Julie Griffin, who specializes in healing relationships both through couples, counseling, and individual therapy. Hi Julie, lovely having you on the show. How are you going today?
1: Hi, I am doing very well, thank you. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you as well. So tell us about, uh, tell us a bit about your background and how you got into this. Um, sure.
1: I uh, moved to Colorado about 11 years ago to go to graduate school. Um, both my parents are actually psychologists, so I sort of joined the family business, um, and. I always sort of liked the concept of working with couples. So I did quite a bit of training in that. I worked a lot with families and I worked with parents and now I'm doing a lot
0: more couples therapy. That's adorable. I love like, I love when families just have, every one of them is in the same field. Um, It's adorable. My family couldn't be more different. Uh, Everyone's just doing different things and my parents don't get at all what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but before we get sidetracked about my family issues, let's get to know you a bit better. This is, have you met Julie Griffin? Uh, what do you like to do in your spare time?
1: Um, well, living in Colorado, if it's nice out, I like to go hiking, um, or skiing in the winter and I also really like swimming, so oh, <laughs> that's a little harder yeah. to do. <laughs> uh,
0: swimming's really but, fun. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite thing about Colorado? Oh,
1: I think the weather, actually. Uh, I've lived on the East Coast my whole life, and it's actually quite a bit warmer here than it is over there, so and there's a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. I think we get 300 days of sun a year.
0: So, Are you a summer girl? I am. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I'm <laughs> like complete opposite. I moved, I moved here because I liked winter so much, and it's well, like one of the colder parts of um, Australia. What that is. Do you read any books?
1: Um, I do. My favorite genre is actually like fantasy novels. I'm a huge fan of Harry Potter. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. love Harry Potter, read all the books before I even watched the movies. I don't think I actually watched all the movies, in fact, which I get a lot of heat for. Um, Do you prefer the books or the movies? I think I prefer the books. I grew up with
1: them and I was the same age as Harry Potter when he, you know, when they, Mm -hmm. in his first birthday. (laughs) Um, And I think there's a lot more detail in them. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate
0: that. Uh, what about films? Do you have a favorite one?
1: Um, I have a lot of films that I like. Uh, the one I am thinking about right now is a uh, Disney movie called Up.
0: Right. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. I almost I, like, cry every single t- I, That first minute is so Touching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's very relationship focused. And actually so is the rest of the movie
0: is building a relationship. <laughs> so how many times have you watched it? Oh that one.
1: <laughs> it's been a while, but probably at least three or four times.
0: So. Okay, that's reasonable. That's actually modest. <laughs> that's that's a modest amount. Um is there a podcast you listen to?
1: Um I like listening to one by Esther Perel it's called Where Shall We Begin Um, and it talks also about couples and um, I think sort of talks through couples therapy with with a handful of couples to go to model some of what you might be working on
0: so it's really interesting Uh, What's your favorite thing about it? Mm.
1: I like that She is so passionate about what she does and she um, produces a lot of different modalities of the material. So um, she's really easy to listen to and she talks in really easy language. So,
0: Yeah, something that makes sense for most individuals who might not even be in the field, um, something like that would definitely make it an easy listen and also to just wind down sometimes you know um who in life do you look up to the most oh that's a big question um
1: well i in the last few years i've been really interested in uh brene brown i think she has been a really cool role model because she wasn't formally trained but discovered I think she terms it the power of vulnerability and she has done some TED talks and written some books. And so um, I really like how she's sort of so human in how she talks about things and her journey through, you know, learning about emotions and being vulnerable and how to connect with other people. Um, so I really appreciate her for that.
0: Yeah. Um, I think people often underestimate the power of vulnerability. And it's amazing to see some um, public figures show that. um, And you feel more connected to them as well. Um, Yeah. So now that we've gotten to know a bit about you, um, let's get into the interview part of the recording. Our first question that we ask all of our guests is what is a relationship in your opinion? How would you describe one? Um, Well, a a relationship is the
1: interconnection between two or more people, um, and they develop it over time that they spend together bonding, ideally through a lot of respect and care for one another. Um, Typically, they start with attraction or curiosity, and then they move into a more stable phase where they can deepen their connection through vulnerability, um, getting to know the other person on a more intimate level um that's usually when people decide whether or not to continue their relationship
0: yeah and do you think a relationship still holds the same meaning uh structure and importance as let's say 10 years ago
1: um i don't know about 10 years ago but i think over a longer span of time it's definitely changed a lot um you know how relationships are viewed and valued by society you know a lot often is kind of governed through um a lot of societal or religious rules that could be kind of rigid and i think modern relationships are more defined by the people that are in them and they don't necessarily follow the same scripts that they did in the past
0: yeah i agree with you there um so what are couple routines what do they look like how do they intertwine with relationships and like what do they bring to the table i just realized there's a lot of questions there (laughs) so that's okay um well couples routines
1: are habitual behaviors that people engage in with their partner Uh, they can be activities that are repeated unintentionally with a lot of ease or they can be intentional and planned and practiced. Um, Routines can help couples connect by investing a lot of time and effort in one another. So they create security and comfort in the relationship. um, And there's a really consistent way to connect with your partner that you can look forward to on a consistent basis. Um, Couples' routines can create a sense of increased stability, a stronger bond, more meaningful quality time, greater commitment, emotional intimacy, can increase trust, and usually also decrease stress and conflict.
0: Um, so would I be right to say that actually a lot of couples do it without realizing they do? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so, what is the psychology and neurology behind couple of routines? Uh, what what happens in their brains when they follow these routines, and how does it affect them emotionally?
1: Sure. So, um, human brains uh, contain these really complex neural networks that begin forming when we're little babies. Um, and as we develop we observe and then try out new skills and improve them through a lot of practice Uh, so when we repeat them over time they tend to become second nature and we feel like we don't need to think about it anymore or try very hard to do them uh, because our brain forms a pathway for how to do that particular behavior and the more we use that pathway the stronger becomes So with couples, habitual patterns can sort of mimic those from family of origin or previous romantic relationships, Um, and they can be really healthy or somewhat toxic or somewhere in between. Um, And then also there's something called neuroplasticity, which is our brain's ability to actually change its neural pathways. So when we practice a routine, A couple can actually change their brain in a desired way Uh, old pathway doesn't completely disappear but a new one that you want to work on can become stronger and more automatic over time Uh, and so from an emotional perspective when a couple engages in a routine together not only are they strengthening their own neural pathways but they're also connecting with one another by showing commitment uh, and possibly re- releasing oxytocin, which you may have heard of as the love hormone or the cuddle, co- cuddle hormone. Um, oxytocin acts as a neurotransmitter and positively impacts relationships by impacting gaze at one another and trust and empathy, the formation of positive memories, positive communication and processing cues for bonding with one another. Um, yeah, and that same bonding and differentiation process that happens in couples also, it sort of mimics what happens between parents and children when they're developing their first relationships. <laughs> um, so, you know, people often have to learn about the t- or tolerate the anxiety of you know this is a different person and they're they're different from me and that's hard. And so establishing a connection through routine can start to feel really comforting and show that you're feeling secure and that that person is reliably going to be there to show up for for them so you know we like predictability we like structure helps us to feel safe routines are really good at doing that um so Yeah, I don't think it's very hard to engage in in a routine as a couple, but it can take some commitment and consistency. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah, it could be as simple even as just like hanging out, chilling on the couch. If that's something that a couple does um, every weeknight, that could easily be a routine, I think from what i gather um yeah but what are some misconceptions about couple routines
1: um a lot of couples think that creating a new routine will take a lot of time and effort you know like having to play on a date night and spend a lot of time going out and getting babysitters and all that um but it doesn't have to be that like you said it can be just sitting and watching tv on the couch in your own house um Another one is that people sometimes think that if you're in a in a routine with your partner, that it's boring or that it's monotonous or rigid, stagnant, not spontaneous, that kind of thing, um, or that you know, or being being too routine would kill the excitement in the relationship, um, but. You know, I don't think that necessarily has to happen. You know, if you are feeling bored in a relationship, one way to address it is to just change up the routine in a little way. Um, Make something different for breakfast or go out instead of staying in or stay in instead of going on date night (laughs) or, you know, do something small to change it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be boring and it doesn't have to be hard. I think, well, I haven't been in a long term relationship in a while. But what like the closest thing I can think of for me is sometimes my friends and I, well, I actually only have one friend I do this with, but we try and create little challenges for ourselves uh, whenever we go outside and do things. So we'll be like, oh, uh, let's go to the market. But we um, whenever we talk, we can't use the word the letter e or something and it's mm-hmm. a bit stupid it's a bit stupid but it's um, playful, that's it's, playful. Awesome. it's it's playful uh and it doesn't take the kind of brain work that you use on on weekdays so this is a different kind of brain work so it's still engaging your brain but not in the same way that you would for work and that's nice it's fun um So are there any interesting or peculiar routines that you've heard of? Um,
1: Well, there's a lot, like you said, that are just typical day to day. Um, Anything from having a meal, having coffee, going for a walk, even getting ready for bed or brushing your teeth (laughs) is part of a routine. Um, Giving each other a hug or a kiss when you leave for the day or get home um sending people like the memes funny pictures that they thought that they might enjoy um like you said sort of those playful games having nicknames for each other or inside jokes that they you know just the two of you share um some really interesting ones i heard of one was uh, Having a relationship-specific email account, and they would send each other love letters just to that email.
0: That's I that adorable. Was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely thinking of that relationship-specific email account now. That's really unique. That's um, that's really creative, and you can even use that email for like calendar stuff you know, um, that would be really helpful because when you're in a relationship and you have like three different calendars, boy, uh, that's annoying. Um, (laughs) So are there any studies or research that has shown couple routines to be effective on the quality or longevity of a relationship?
1: Yeah, John Gottman has a ton of research on couples in general and how to predict whether or not people will stay together. Um, A couple of his findings stood out to me that, you know, they're not, it's not specifically about a routine, but um, sort of the absence of positive affect during conflict. So things like shared humor or affection or empathy uh, predict later divorce or splitting up. And the other is that, you know, a five to one ratio of positivity to negativity during conflict, or I think in general. Um, indicates more of a stable marriage or partnership. Um, So that made me think of routines just because, you know, if you're spending a lot of positive time with your partner, that's going to offset some of the stress that comes when conflict does come up. Um, You know, I know uh, there's another article about how routine date nights impact married couples. Um, And I think that it really just reinforces the importance of the relationship that they're you know there's a clear public act of commitment and they're just making a statement to themselves and to everybody else that you know this is important um let see there was another one on routines and sense of meaning in life and they found that it doesn't matter the context or the content of what they did when they spent Time during that date night, it, but it significantly
0: increased their sense of meaning in life. That's interesting. So, a couple of routines sound like they aren't. It isn't. It doesn't sound like much, but it can actually affect the relationship in such a drastic manner. Um, but people probably just don't even realize it. it's just very subtle change, but. Um, Are there any challenges that come with establishing and maintaining these routines?
1: So in terms of challenges, you know, people might think about it like going to the gym, right? You kind of have to put in the effort and motivate to actually do it in order to get the benefit from it. Um, If you sort of let it fall to the side and don't pay attention to it, it's probably not gonna happen. And then, you know, often, One of the more detrimental things to a relationship is actually just like a slow disconnection that happens over time. Um, And routines can really help with that because you're actually putting in time and effort to connect. Um, Yeah, that that tends to be actually worse than infidelity and intense conflict in terms of predicting a long-term split up or divorce. Um, Yeah. So, so, yeah, what, just committing
0: to doing it, yeah. So what can couples do to remind themselves to integrate these routines into their lives?
1: Um, yeah, so they can think about whether or not they want to prioritize the relationship, kind of just simply, and if they do, they can integrate the routines. Uh-huh. Um, the positive relationship has also been correlated with life longevity, so you know, maybe that will motivate them. Um, (laughs) Having a positive relationship is important, not only for the couple, but also for children if they have them, you know, parents can model what it looks like to have a strong connection and and actually enjoy one another. Um, And also couples tend to feel more like a team when they're working together and it's a partnership. Uh, So that could be helpful. And really just that it really doesn't have to take a ton of time out of the day or the week to do it, right? They're just simple ways to connect with one another, greeting each other at the end of the day, power of a six-second kiss, right? That that can go
0: a long way. <laughs> memes. just Memes. Yeah. memes. Um, yeah, it's really quite... I want to say it's really quite simple, but at the same time, I don't want to disregard the fact that some people might find it a chore or find it difficult, you know. Um, So are there any resources like books, articles or workshops that you'd recommend couples looking further into to understand what it is to establish a couple routine?
1: Um, yeah. So going back to Gottman, they, he actually has a podcast that is called Small Things Often. Each are five minutes or less, really easy to listen to. And a ton of them are relevant to routine building um, and just connection in general. So that one I would recommend. Um, there's some articles, just how how routines can improve your relationships. Um or seven simple exercises to strengthen your relationship, daily r- relationship rit- routines for long lasting love. Um, and then there's a book called Mindful Relationship Habits, which has 25 practices for couples to enhance intimacy, nurture closeness, and grow a deeper connection. And that's by uh, Scott and Davenport. So that's I can put po- po- links yeah. if you need. <laughs> Amazing.
0: We'll put the links in the show notes. Uh, is there any more advice that you offer to couples who want to explore routines as a way to strengthen their relationship?
1: You know, I think to what you said earlier, like play together. Right? that That can just be a really fun way to think about it. Anything that involves turning towards your partner, uh, responding to any bid for connection, however big or small, is a huge deal. Um, uh, Advice to add, you know, if you are checking in with one another or talking about your day at a meal or something like that, I would advise couples to use curiosity questions I'll say just a little bit about that. It's pretty much any question that starts with who, what, where, when, and how. But notice I didn't include why in there because for whatever reason, we always feel like we're in trouble if a question starts (laughs) with the word why.
0: (laughs) That's true. I did feel a bit in trouble there when you said why so many times. I think it's also, yeah, it's probably because every time we've gotten in trouble, They've asked why, right? So we kind of yeah. just associate why with getting in trouble now. Exactly. So, Isn't, you know, yeah. you can
1: be curious with one another and connect with using all these different types of questions that end up a- answering the question why, but get a lot more detail and they're more open ended. Um, and the, then your partner has the, best, the ability to honestly answer, like, how did this make me feel? What are my thoughts on what happened or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, that's actually a great piece of advice for kind of, well, I don't want to say digging it out of your partner, but just getting to know your partner a bit more and prying without actually prying, if that makes sense. <laughs> because, some, yeah, because like at the end of the day, um, you know, sometimes your partner isn't necessarily uh, thinking of explaining what's went on or what the thought process is behind whatever that happened um during the day doesn't think that it's interesting to you doesn't want to bother you you know so like asking these questions can really help um just open it up a bit more and let them know that you're interested Uh, yeah yeah and the other things
1: I would advise people is, you know, in addition to being interested and being curious is to show gratitude towards one another, right? Even small things. Thank you for loading the dishwasher. Thanks for picking the kids up from school. The little things really, we can forget to do them and take each other for granted so often. It's so easy. Um, but if you really try to stick at it and really appreciate all the little things it'll make a difference because yeah. you feel seen, you feel valued.
0: Uh, Yeah. Don't do what I usually do or what I did. I'll tell you what I did Um, last week. Wait, last week, a few days ago, I met the guy that I was seeing uh, and I told him I was 10 minutes away from his apartment and he came d- like he timed 10 minutes and he came down I didn't expect him to do it so instead of showing my gratitude I was like why did you come down why did you time it I was like how dare you I was gonna tell you when I was outside your apartment and he was like why are you getting mad and I was like that's a good point I don't know yeah so instead of instead of instead of um you know Getting mad, show gratitude. Just yeah, you know, don't be like, "Why did you do this?" Like really nice thing for me. Like it's okay to be shot. but or like you loaded the dishwasher wrong. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah, <laughs> like just just be grateful. Um, yeah. So now moving on to the practice slash habits section, uh, where we ask you more about. The everyday application of what you've shared, which actually we've already talked a bit about the everyday application of it. But yeah, let's dive a bit more into that. What are three good things about doing these routines daily, on a daily basis?
1: Yeah, well, you know, one thing I do in my marriage, you know, we, when, when, it, Whenever we sit down for dinner, we ask each other how our days went. Um, so we put away our phones and we try our best to ask those curiosity questions that I was talking about. Um, and, you know, we live pretty different lives as individuals. You know, he's not a psychologist and I am certainly not a software engineer. Um, so we've learned a lot about each other. By doing this every night for goodness, probably eight years, <laughs> um, and you know we've had to learn how to listen better and validate each other's emotions. Uh, my husband didn't know
0: what that even meant for a while, so we <laughs> went through a growth
1: that.
0: Did you? How many times did you have to explain it to him? <laughs> many
1: (laughs) it means something different in his world so yeah um Um, how did what
0: what was when did he finally understand what it meant and how did that happen
1: um Well, first it took some of him getting it very wrong and me even (laughs) to figure out what happened to even explaining it to him. Then he had to describe it in very logical terms so that he could sort of understand it. Um, And then a lot, a lot, a lot of me modeling it for him. Um, I want to say in the last few years we've been watching a lot of America's Got Talent. And so he gets very excited when he's like, validation he'll see people feel (laughs) validated on tv and get very excited for recognizing it so
0: that's pretty cute (laughs) so was it like a little show and tell thing that you had to do for him a little bit
1: yeah um my entire profession is kind of centers on this concept of you know attuning to emotions and staying present and being empathetic and all of that so um yeah i I do that for him a lot and you know when he's stressed out he used to kind of shut down and not want to talk at all and now he'll tell me you know if he had a stressful day or what was going on and you know how he's dealing with it so um
0: yeah and how do you think that practice has helped your relationship so far um i think it helps a lot um
1: we know each other so much better than we did when we met 15 years ago in college. Right. And we didn't have any of these skills and we didn't do check-ins and we didn't have routines. <laughs> um, we've grown as people. I think the skills that we've learned together, we can bring to work, we can bring to friendships, we can sort of expand on um, how we communicate together. And then just like the consistency of you know, remembering to ask and, you know, show that we're interested and um, dedicate that time to one another every day. Um, I don't know. I guess we feel kind of grown up for doing it.
0: (laughs) So actually, when do you think it's a good time for um, new couples to bring up this idea of integrating a couple routine? Because I imagine when you first start dating someone, it's a bit weird to be like, hey, let's do routines together. I think it can honestly be any time. And, you know, I think in
1: new couples, there's a lot of the, you know, honeymoon phase. Everyone's excited and anticipating when are they going to see each other next. And you're really starting to learn about each other still. So um, maybe it's not quite as relevant in that very early stage. Um but shortly thereafter, I mean, if you're, you've been dating for six months or you're starting to live together, for example, I think there are going to be things that you do in a routine way, regardless of the intention behind it, um, reaching for each other when you wake up or um, like I said, brushing your teeth together or having coffee together or things like that. These are just simple ways that routines tend to show up in, in your life. And you can just kind of intensify it by doing it purposefully uh, doing it in a way that you're wanting to pay attention and showing your partner
0: that you care about them. Speaking of brushing your teeth, I applaud anyone. I commend anyone who has that um, level of vulnerability to brush the teeth with their partners because the, um, Like the lack of glamour in brushing your teeth. I wouldn't want anyone around me when I'm brushing my teeth. (laughs) So that's great for those people who have found um, the vulnerability to do that. Um, Thank you so much for answering my questions, Julie. Now we'll move on to the open mic section. This is your chance to talk about anything that you're passionate about. Um, And it doesn't have to be related to the topic at all. So uh, take it away. The floor is yours. Cool. Um...
1: Well, like I said, I do work a lot with couples, and I thought I'd share a little bit about the model that I use, and I think it has got some kind of helpful concepts that would be useful to your listeners. Um, so I work from the developmental model of couples therapy, which basically describes how romantic relationships mimic the early childhood early childhood development that happens, you know, between children and parents when they're young. Um, And one of the key things that happen right at first, you're symbiotic, you're attached, early relationships, you know, you're infatuated with one another, you want to spend all the time together, you don't want to be apart ever. It's all you can think about. Um, After that phase is over, something called differentiation happens where you... Start to recognize. Oh, this person is not exactly the same person that I am, um, and that's actually an okay thing, right? You're you're an individual. I'm an individual, and we can choose to be in relationship with one another. Um, but depending on your background and what happened when you were a child, you know, there's something called attachment theory. Sometimes there's a lot of anxiety that comes along with that. So. Um, people sometimes think, like, get really scared, right? If this person isn't exactly the same as me, what's gonna happen? Are they gonna leave? Are they gonna be mad at me? You know, something bad is gonna happen and that can trigger some behaviors that are not so helpful in a relationship. Um, So yeah, so this idea of differentiation, um, the basic concept is that you can, as an individual, define how you feel, what you think, what you want, what your dreams and desires are. Um, And simultaneously allow your partner to do the same thing. And then when you talk about it, to not lose track of your own, but also be able to stay grounded in hearing where the other person is coming from. Because if it's very different from what you want or how you feel, You want to still be able to be in a relationship with that person. So, you know, the skills we were talking about earlier, you know, emotion validation and curiosity questions, you know, that can be really important. Um, And most couples tend to get stuck in that phase. And if you can work through it, it can be really awesome, right? Because you've got a lot under under your belt, a lot of skills, a lot of emotion regulation skills, communication skills, um, and you can really... Deepen your relationship and allow each other to grow, not only as a couple but as individuals too.
0: So, yeah, that's um, that's great information to have because that's I think um, an issue that a lot of couples, especially when they get together at a very young age, like in high school, um, go through. I know it's something that I went through with my partner. My partner in high school is a weird way to say it because we don't call them partners in high school that's just weird um but my ex in high school um and we were together for five years and that was a huge um issue in our relationship so yeah I reckon that a lot of couples could benefit from knowing this um so thank you for bringing it up Julie um if our listeners want to find you find out more about you and what you do where can they go
1: uh, my website and my business is called Dynamic Reflection Psychology, so dot com. <laughs>
0: Amazing. And you
1: yeah. find some information about me on there, and I am ramping up
0: some couples
1: intensive workshops
0: pretty soon. So, so if you're in trouble, you know where to go. Just kidding. Um, yeah, you don't have to be in trouble to go to an intensive. Uh, couples thing (laughs) that's what I've learned (laughs) so if you want to find Julie we'll link her website in the show notes and you can visit uh, her website thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode you've been listening to Veloscope the relationship science insights podcast produced by LMSL the life management science labs for more episodes like this from 10 different life management perspectives Search LMSL on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can get updated on everything we have to offer. We have a wide range of topics readily available for you to check out. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it and subscribing to our channel as it helps us grow and bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at re.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Marie Stella. Thanks for tuning in.